You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Now look at verse 13. This is our key text today. How be it when he, that is the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear. So the Father is doing the speaking. And the Holy Spirit is bringing to us, like a telephone or a carrier, he is bringing to us the voice of the Lord. And our job is to receive and to hear the voice of God. And so here Jesus says to his disciples, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he shall lead and guide us into all truth. And so we're not by ourselves in this thing. God has sent the Spirit, the Holy Spirit to guide us into the best things that he has prepared for us. And then he goes on to say, whatsoever he shall hear. And so God still speaks. Say that with me. God still speaks. And say this, he speaks to me. Because the last thing Jesus said here, he will show you things to come. And so John 16, verse 13, Jesus speaks to our future. And he shows us that it's the Holy Spirit who will reveal and show us things to come. How many are glad that God has a plan for your future? And it is important, if not vital, that we learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because contained in that communication, contained in that voice, is our future or things to come. I've had God speak to me over the years and show me things to do and not to do. And when I was obedient, I always had a greater blessing come in my life. Oh, hallelujah. One time I was driving on one of the interstates here in America and the Lord said, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. So I began to pray in tongues. The Bible says in Jude, when you pray in tongues, you build up your most holy faith. It gets stronger and stronger. And for several hours, hours, I prayed in the Holy Ghost all the way through the state of New York, across Massachusetts, up into New Hampshire. And when I went to cross into the state of Maine, as I went through the toll booth, I had understanding of what I was praying. And the Lord showed me how to structure some things in our ministry. And he said, if you do it, you're going you're gonna to be launched from radio, which I was on at the time. And he said, I'm going to put you on television all across America. And he said, you'll be a greater blessing because you'll reach more people by television than you can by radio. Now that was a quick word from the Lord but it took hours for me to pray it through my spirit before I could receive what the spirit was speaking, what the father was saying and then the Holy Spirit revealed to me and it was within just a few weeks that suddenly the radio ministry where we had hundreds and hundreds of calls a month, it just started going down and down and down and And uh, one of the ladies in the office said, you're probably a little disappointed with the results this month. I said, no, I know what it means. Amen. And so she saw it as maybe uh, uh, something was not working right or failing. But I knew because I'd prayed in the spirit and God showed me things to come that it was a good sign that God was getting ready to transition me into television.
television. And then a few days after that, I got a call from a television uh, uh, promoter, a man that uh, had uh, television. And uh, it was right here in Rochester, uh, New York, that I first went on television. Some of you don't know that. I was on at 11.30 at night. And uh, Brother Pastor Steve and his sister Kim got the information. And so we not only uh, bought our first equipment out of the crusade here, but we started in the fall, November of that year, uh, in Rochester. And within 12 months, we were on all across the United States of America. Amen. And instead of 100, uh, you know, three, 400 calls from radio a month, now I was getting three or 400 calls a week from television, and God blew the thing up. Amen. And so if I hadn't heard that in my spirit, if I hadn't received that prophetic word, then when that lady in the office came to me, I might have been discouraged. But I'd already heard from the Holy Ghost. And he told me, you're getting ready to transition out of radio into television. And then when it got less and less in radio, the door opened up and we went on television to preach the gospel. And what we saw in one month's time of letters and phone calls, we saw that in one week's time. And now, uh, sometimes in one day. Hallelujah. And so God knows your future. And your future is always brighter than your present. Your future is always greater than where you are now. Now I want to say this to you and we'll get into this this week. The devil knows God speaks to his children and he will try to hinder you from hearing number one the voice of the spirit number two entering into your greater uh, destiny or life and thirdly he will work to try to hinder and discourage you even though the answer or the breakthrough or the victory is already settled in heaven by God's word he will try on the earth to keep you from entering into the blessing of God and so the devil builds what I call a wall of containment around the believer so that you don't break into the new thing that God has prepared for you now not in today's lesson but perhaps tomorrow I'm going to show you how to break the wall of containment by the prophetic anointing this prophetic anointing what do we mean by prophetic he will show you me things to come he will show you and me things to come that is future and so when God speaks to the future that is prophetic it has not yet come to pass but it shall come to pass amen and your greater days are ahead of you can you say praise the Lord and then if you have your Bible I want you to turn with me over to the book of first Corinthians first Corinthians chapter 2 and we're going to begin to deal with how God speaks to us in our spirit. You see, when you understand how this prophetic flow functions and how it will flow through your spirit, then you can prepare yourself and set yourself up to hear from God. Uh, did you know, I won't get into it today, there's even a certain time God speaks to the people. Did you know that? There is a season during the day that God actually speaks. I've gone through Genesis to Revelation. I found every prophet has 
had it. Jesus himself had it. Peter had it. Paul had it. Laban had it. When God spoke to him about Syria, Joseph had it. Jacob had it. Every major player in the Bible, they learned how to function in the season of their life to hear from God. And I'm surprised sometimes how many of God's children don't understand that God not only speaks, but there is a time that he speaks and then we prepare ourselves in that season to hear from him. And so we'll get into that later, but I thought I'd pique your interest to get you back tomorrow. Amen. First Corinthians chapter two. And I, Paul said, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, or in other words, natural wisdom. Get this in your heart. When God speaks prophetically, he is not using what we would call natural wisdom, but the wisdom of God supersedes and is greater than the wisdom of man. If we could do it, we'd already be doing it. But we can't because man is finite in his being and does not have the ability to think <laughs> in the scope of the mighty reservoir of God's knowledge and ability. And so we must of necessity, we must set ourselves to hear from God because whatever he says will be greater in scope than what we could imagine or think in our own self. Because we are limited, the Bible speaks of the finiteness of man. We're limited, but God is unlimited. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? And so Paul said, uh, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For, now this is important. He speaks of his will here. I determined, I determined. Not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him, that is the Lord Jesus, crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Now I look this up because the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear. The word translated in King James fear is actually reverential awe. And so he was in such a place with God that he was shaking under the anointing and power of God. Have you ever seen anybody shake under the anointing? I saw it last night. Have you ever seen anybody, they just, they look like, oh my goodness, there was a man healed last night, problems hearing in both of his ears. When his ears popped open, uh, the way he expressed it on his face, if you cameramen did not get that, then I'm gonna consign you to the closet and lock the door, amen. <laughs> That shot was worth everything to see how it comes. It dawns on him. I'm not deaf anymore. I'm hearing by the power of God. Then what did he say? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And he began to shake his arms a little bit. Amen. That's what it means here. Paul was under such an anointing of the Holy Ghost that he had reverential awe and trembling in his body, his flesh was reacting to the anointing of the Spirit of God. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you'd help every one of us to be so sensitive to the moving of the Holy Ghost that every time you begin to come into our midst or come upon us, may we yield to the Holy Ghost. May we shake under his presence. I was preaching in Norfolk, Virginia, and they brought a woman. It was Christmas season, but the pastor said, I feel we're to do a meeting 
meeting before the end of the year. And I thank God for that because, you know, as an evangelist, uh, in those days my income was determined uh, by meetings, but since then I've learned God's my source and a few other things. But we were happy to be there, and they brought that woman. You remember that uh, lady? She sat on the second row from the hospital that had a tumor, and her son came with her. And I was preaching along these lines about yielding to the Holy Ghost, yield your spirit to the Spirit of God. When all of a sudden the power of God touched her and she flipped out of her seat, her head, she went backwards. Now she was an older woman, maybe in her 70s or 80s, but uh, she had been uh, in the hospital for, was it 12 weeks? Uh, But it was a long time, over three months. And her son checked her out. He'd seen the meetings, what God was doing, brought his mother who had this huge tumor in her in her body. And so the power of God took her and she went out over backwards over the chair and landed in the lap of a gentleman. I don't know. I looked at his face. He looked like he was happy about it. Amen. But she was under the power of God shaking, shaking. And then she tried to get up. She said something to her son and he quickly scooped her up and they went out of the auditorium. And then he came back in. He said, Brother Ted, my mother just passed the tumor. He said, should I get a jar or something, put it in so everybody can see? I said, no, get rid of the tumor. I don't care to see the tumor. And she came back in healed by the power of God. That cancer, what chemo couldn't do, what surgery did not do, what everything that had been worked upon her didn't do for a Christmas present, God gave her a heal body. Hallelujah. Now you can't tell me a woman of that age can do a backflip like she did. But it's the anointing. The power of God comes on your flesh and you yield to the Holy Ghost. And Paul said that's what he was doing. And it caused him to tremble and to have reverential awe. Oh, hallelujah. Sila, mando, koda. Much trembling. Hallelujah. I pray God moves in this meeting this week in such a way we're all shaken by the power of God. Can you say amen? Now notice the direct result of this visitation on him in the the natural realm or in his flesh. He's trembling. He's yielding to the Holy Ghost. He's well aware of the fact that it has nothing to do with the excellency of his speech or his wisdom. He knows it's God's spirit. He said, I stand here in fear, reverential awe. He gives God the glory. Can you say amen? He then says, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. I've heard a lot of good ministries and they have good words to say, but the ones that I remember the most are those that demonstrate the power of God. I can't explain it, but since I've been a boy, my father could have in guest speakers and they said good things, but when he brought somebody in and they'd say, now this woman over here, God's healing your arm, like Sister Vance got healed in my dad's church. She had a withered arm, her right arm was drawn up and the man of God went over and he prayed for her and her arm came out straight and as long as the other one, I remember that, hallelujah. I don't remember what he preached. I don't remember the words that he said, but I remember that Zelly Vance got her crippled, withered arm healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. We need more of this demonstration in our midst. Hallelujah. When it takes place, the Bible says, then your faith should stand. There is a stability and a strength when we get in this prophetic realm where we yield to the Holy Ghost. It's not the words of a man. It's not the excellency of spirit 
speech. It's not natural wisdom, but it is an individual, a woman, a man, yielding to the power of the Holy Ghost. And there will always come a manifestation or a demonstration of the Spirit. Jesus said so. When the Holy Spirit will come, he will. He will show you. There will be a demonstration. He will show you things to come. Oh, lift your hands and thank God that's what he's doing today. Amen. Someone say, he will show me things to come. I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ. Our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world. And no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this Faith Alive Network, whatever nation you're in, you are a part of God's end time plan. Jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in. And by your support as a partner, you can help us do this. If you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us.